Welcome to the Fit Fact King podcast, where we share the experiences of athletes, personal trainers, and health coaches. We talk about their struggles, mindset, habits, motivation, and most importantly, why they started. If you're looking to optimize your health, then this is the podcast for you. In a world of misinformation, get the facts about getting fit with your host, Amar Graywall. Hello and welcome to the Fit Fat King podcast. Today's guest has a special gift for everyone who trains with or everyone who asks him any questions. When I came across this profile, I wasn't sure what he specialized in and he was from Germany and I was in Germany at that time when I approached him. But we couldn't see each other because of the timings. The day I was leaving, he was busy. But we got together and then we created this episode for you guys to listen. He's a specialist in functional training. So he trains people, mobility, body mobility, or, you know, have any injuries uh, to deal with. He's a very good person. He's from Germany. His name is Jan Swadra. He's a very special person. I'm sure you would listen to this episode and then you would approach him. <laughs> have, a, have a good listen. Hello, welcome Jan to my podcast. Hey man, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How's your day been so far? Great, thanks. I already went outside. Uh, first thing in the morning, always um, getting the sunlight um, in my eyes to just improve overall, like yeah, quality, perfect way to start, I guess. Yeah. Um, so let's just uh, start with your introduction. I mean, um, you know, like let's the audience know what do you do, how do you start it? Like, just a little, little bit of background. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Jan. I'm in the fitness industry now for almost eight years. I um, started with normal personal training um, um, in the bodybuilding, traditional fitness, functional fitness um, area and coached a lot of like um, also professional bodybuilding athletes in, um, in Germany. But I only worked in a normal gym setup. So I always found it like frustrating um, to see the clients only maybe once or twice a week because they, they trained on their own um, and I wasn't really there for them each day and couldn't like um, see what they're doing, how they're doing, what the workout really, or how the workout really, really went. And then with the years um, passing by, obviously, and social media growing and also the online coaching field and COVID um, hits us, Hit or hit us, and um, yeah, and tra- transferred that completely to an online business, and I'm basically helping people to come become the best version of themselves, mostly with mobility training. So I help them to move better, and creating more joint workspace, and getting out of pain, and just um, combining that with a holistic approach to uh, fitness with. Um, also strength training and working on mindset, sleep and recovery strategies. Mm. That's a very awesome thing to do. So let's, as, as you said, just like with the social media growing and um, with this COVID, what do you think this uh, social media has changed in past few years about the fitness industry? I mean, for me, it's um, a blessing and a curse <laughs> and <laughs> both both, because uh, I have to spend a lot of time like in front of the computer or on, um, in front of my phone because um, that's, that's, how, that's how it is. Right? So, but I mean, 
the online coaching itself and the social media growing is so great because I think from what I learned now um, from only doing online coaching for the last three years is I have way better contact and and feedback potential to all of my clients. So, um, of course, if, if someone never tried like an online coaching setup before, they're like, okay, I tried a program or buy, bought a program already, but the program is not the same as a really deep um, online coaching. And people are more, more open to try it out because um, the fear of going out into public or into the gym, getting, getting sick, and they wanted to work out from home. So this was the perfect opportunity to, to, to test out um, the online coaching approach and the people really enjoyed that. And also, I think, as you said, like, you know, the, it's a fear of going out. Also, some people would feel shame, you know, when they're starting new, you know, what people are going to think about me when they're looking, I'm not doing it right or I'm not doing it properly or, you know, I'm not lifting enough weight. There is also a fear as well in some people, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I think... And also the lack of education, not only here in Germany, but also I think I, I traveled the, um, a it's lot of parts in the world and fitness trainers or personal trainers in the majority of gyms and especially discounters are not well educated. And then if someone comes in with joint pain or really like back, back pain or whatever, like problems they have or did that just want to build up from zero, a strong body, they most often and we'll get scammed by the coaches with just a generalized program that are definitely, or that is definitely not suited for their current like state, or they just don't know um, really that an exercise has always joint prerequisites. And if the, if the person in front of us doesn't have that joint prerequisite, then I don't obviously um, put a squat in their program. Yeah. So. Because when I did my when I did my course uh, of fitness, I was told to always get a <clears throat> doctor recommendation to before you program anything for anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some people just don't. They just uh, get okay. Pay me some weekly money, and then <laughs> that's your exactly. plan. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, it's really frustrating for me. To see that because I got a lot of, of clients of mine who tried out everything. Also, the physiotherapist world is really, really frustrating because, yeah, and they just treat the symptoms because they have only 40 minutes or a one hour appointment and they see them once a week. So they have to make sure, okay, they get out of pain immediately so they feel better after the session. But that's not the, the, um, the root cause why they have the pain so um it's always like uh, yeah. a hamster wheel right, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um so with your with your um clients do you have any um uh, recollection of i mean some client come to you with a lot of pain and now that's gone and then they're doing it like you know good in life or you know going with the daily routine yeah, I have tons. I have tons of testimonials and, and clients who started with um, real pain, had FA, FAI surgery, so hip impingement, for example, or they've been diagnosed with knee arthritis, hip arthritis, and the doctor told them to quit their the sport sport that they love, or to quit um, whatever uh, movement or exercise they were doing because. Um, of um, the possibility that it gets worse and worse and worse. 
So um, then I tried everything. They came to me and they never got a real assessment, neither from the doctor or from the physiotherapist. And when they then went and saw how, it, how a real assessment, and so I always started with an FRA assessment, functional range assessment. And when they went through the assessment with me, I really discovered big deficiencies in like not only passive range of motion of the joint, but also active range of motion. So we started from the ground up and, and build up more capsular workspace before because being diagnosed with a certain like injury or arthritis, for example, is not the end of the world. You can get out of that. But additionally, the main part is not only focusing on training. There is a lot more stuff to take into account than just the training. And arthritis, for example, is a joint inflammation. So it's just um, a diagnose and it's not just forever there. We can treat, we can treat that with better nutrition, taking down the stress factors in your life, and improving the sleep and improving the recovery, not only working on the training aspect. So that's very important also for me. Yes, I think nutrition, um, it does help a lot in many ways, not just, you know, uh, not just joint pain or anything, uh, some sort of sickness as well. Um, you know, I, I was big on sinus, like I used to have sinus every morning when I was getting up. I changed mm. my diet, become healthier, and then it happens maybe once a year now. Mm, like yeah. you can change what you're doing with your lifestyle and then get better yeah and that's that's what i think also that's why i said it's a blessing and a curse um social media people always searching for the quick fixes they're only searching they're only searching for okay tell me the best exercise for xyz tell me um what's best for this or that there is no the best exerciser that I have to assess first. But then again, as you mentioned, the most important part is changing your lifestyle, changing your habits outside of the training world because a good program is easily made, right? So exercises, of course, they are important and a good like um, program with progressively overload is important and a good coach behind it. But it's... It makes out a less, um, a very little percentage in compared to what what happens outside of the training or outside of the gym, right? We only spend one hour maybe on that training, but what happened? What what happens in the rest? And the oh, yeah, rest twenty three hours. What you do is just to makes the difference. Exactly. Nice. Um, how you go with? So let's say you are the as a personal trainer or a fitness trainer. Um, What's your daily routine? Like, do you do this full-time, isn't it? Of course. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and this is my full-time job. Um, and of course I have a daily routine and I think building um, a daily routine is so important. Um, just to, to hold the focus on what matters most, right? With the social media and with um, our gadgets, um, our watches, our smartwatches and our phones, we're constantly like, and on the screen <laughs> on the screen or checking stuff and whatever and it's so important to have a routine and to have a schedule and to put the phone away and lock it up and really have a focused um work time and then an eating or meal time training time and it's fixed and set and i don't get distracted from from anything else so i always start with um, my morning routine so 
I don't get straight away on the phone. So that's, yes, I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah. That's the, bad, <laughs> the, the worst thing you can do. And I start with um, either taking an ice bath or a cold shower. So um, doing um, the Wim Hof breath work, um, I find that re- very helpful to um, just, just get going and to first not get into the stress and hurry of the day, but to calm down and find my breath. And straight away, I go outside um, catching daylight and, and in the first hour of the morning is so important um, for the hormonal balance and, and getting better um, sleep quality at the end of the day then. So I, I always um, um, prioritize that. After that, always mealtime for me. So I have really structured day. And if um, nothing gets wrong, and most of the time, I, I can really... Um, yeah, get and hold that schedule. I will have breakfast and then I have my first uh, working block. I think that's, that's usually it. Okay. Um, as, as I think you mentioned your girlfriend also does training and then, so who's most competitive? Oh, <laughs> so, so um, I think she is for sure. And so uh, my partner does the same stuff that, that I do. So we both um, ha- are online coaches with a um, company together and she does more and the female holistic approach She works with and um, the female menstrual cycle and stuff. Oh, nice. she, but she um, um, was a competitive athlete and Back then, when, when we started um, working in the fitness industry, she was a track and field athlete in, in Germany. So um, she's much more like competitive and yeah, it's looking forward to compete one day, um, but more in the uh, CrossFit scene. Than, okay. Um, so she's into CrossFit, track. is she? Um, she started now, um, I think it's maybe she's half a year now in um, starting or incorporating um, CrossFit type um, of training in, into her routine. She really enjoys it. And um, yeah, I, I come from a completely different background. I tried out a lot of sports <laughs> in, the, in the past. So I was always so active. But um, yeah, I competed as a small child in tennis and okay. um, some football matches, of course, but um, nothing crazy like um, at a high level. Yeah. So what, what made you think that you want to become a personal trainer um, and then just do coaching? Oh yeah. So um, it's an interesting story because I always um, had, yeah, I always enjoyed sports in general. I, I knew sport um, having something to do later and as my job um, is um, definitely sports has to be involved, but um, I never, I never knew like what really, what, what type of sport or in which area I see myself in. And I always jumped from, from one sport to the next, from football to field hockey to tennis. Then I enjoyed climbing, calisthenics, bodybuilding. So I tried a lot, a lot of stuff out and I felt like I was talented or I have, I just had a very talent for um, adapting the sport and being very good at it straight away. But um, yeah, someday I knew, okay, either I go like in a, for a normal desk job in a company or I um, stay a personal trainer in a gym or maybe have my own gym um, um, at some point. But that was, yeah, it was not just 
good enough for me in my head because I really wanted to help people. And I don't, I didn't see my future in, in a gym being a normal personal trainer. So yeah, um, Instagram popped up, social media popped up and, um, I was on, actually I was on a, um, trip around the world world and to discover what, what I really want in my life and what's really important for me. Um, and then oh, I always trained. So I thought and tell, told myself, Hey, I always train each day. So why don't, don't I record myself and just post it? And then I started the, the Instagram channel and from there on, um, it started yeah, the business. The journey got, has been uh, yeah, amazing. Huh? <laughs> I got, yeah. I got requests from, from people wanted to do um, coaching or that I program and send them a program and then slowly build up. Yep. So, so suppose if they ask you any supplements or anything, do you recommend any, any particular supplements or it's just, uh, just a so, basic diet? So, um, I did a nutrition, so I am a licensed nutritionist in, in Germany, but I, I'm very, um, how can I say that? Um, I don't really like to give recommendations because I always want to focus on a more natural approach. So what, what you can get in as, an, um, as, um, nutrients you should get from natural sources. If you, for example, okay, um, on a vegan diet, or if I have a vegetarian client, I always recommend like B12, for example, for them. And if they um, live um, not close to the equator, equator um, I always recommend um, vitamin D3, for example. And that's two supplements I would, would recommend. Um, for, for example, if they build, want to build up strength, I think creatine is the most like um, research supplement out there. So I think um, that's always a, a smart um, recommendation um, to, to supplement creatine. And then the rest, of course, and protein powder, if you don't get sufficient um, leucine um, or amino acids um, after your training in or in general throughout the day, I think protein powder is... Um, it's kind of a must in our society now. Yes, I know. <laughs> how fast everything is nowadays. You have always your protein shake and it's easy to consume. So I think protein shakes um, um, is a must nowadays. But that's it, basically. I don't, don't do much, much else. With the busy clients, uh, do you, I mean, do they ever say that to you, I don't have enough time to do this during the day or, you know, what do you suggest the busy client? Like, suppose I would say, like, you know, someone's really busy, got a good business, you know, he gets up early morning, go to work, come back late. What do you suggest to those people? So it really depends on what, what matters the most for you, right? So if that client is in pain or really, or is really in difficulties of like bending forward, tying their shoe, for example, then I have to say, hey, if that's really important for you and if you want to pick up your child in a couple of years and months and um, you cannot do that, what would you say? So or how would you feel? And is the work more important for you or is your health and body more important for you? Because a car you can replace and repair, but your body you cannot replace. So setting priorities and telling the people, um, okay, is your body and more important to you or your job. And also going in that psychological, like 
um, aspect in is really important to set the right mind frame because if the mind frame is not there and the, the business is still number one um, they see the they, they see the training just as okay maybe i feel good after the training but does it um, result in good long-lasting changes in my body or is it just okay i train once a week or twice a week i feel better but um, the majority of time I sit, I'm not active. So it counters um, the, the inactive or the inactivity, not as much as, as it should to get long lasting results. So I tell them, hey, do example, for example, movement breaks. That's an, a nice, nice way to get in more movement or mobility. Set yourself a timer if you're busy. Work focus for one hour stand up if you want to get your coffee and i think or... these days watches do that anyway <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so set yourself a timer for an hour if it's not possible then after two hours and just move 10 minutes do some cars so the control articular rotation do some light stretches just for 10 minutes even even though it might look funny to other um to your colleagues for example in the, in the yeah, um, it really works. And having a morning routine, just waking up 10 or 15 minutes earlier and doing a morning routine really helps to set the mind frame right and to move all joints through their full range of motion. Because if they have something they do on a daily basis, basic and basis, yes, and they build a habit. And they if they have a habit and they know, okay, this lets me feel good and be ready each day then they also stick and um, to the training maybe in the, in the evening or in the afternoon yeah yeah good um what are the three key changes for weight loss the person has to make when they're starting this journey oh okay <laughs> so again um yeah my focus is not really on um having clients um and um getting them into great shape my focus is really on taking the nutrition and helping with the nutrition to mainly strength better, yeah better recovery strength and stuff of course if they want to lose weight easiest way really easiest way to start is improving your sleep really good sleep going to bed before 11 p.m having eight hours dark cold room no distractions taking away the screen time and one hour prior and before you sleep. Sleep is so important for the hormonal balance and only with improving sleep, we can do a lot. I think also um, having a good cardiovascular system. So getting in at least 120 minutes to 150 minutes um, zone two cardio during the week should be very important just to um, get the metabolism going and to just stay active. And I think um, number two is for the men population, women doesn't respond so good to intermittent fasting, but I think starting um, with, with the food intake later into the day really helps with taking in less calories. Of course, then we also have to check um, to, to keep the proteins and fats and really adjust um, only the carbs. But um, yeah, I think that's the, um, those are the, the easiest changes um, to um, yeah, lose, lose weight for, like, from my experience. Yes, of course. Um, I just want to ask you this one. What's your biggest challenge so far in this journey? 
So for myself or yes, um, for, for, like, for clients that I have or uh, anything like your challenge. So which you found it really hard to overcome that. So it could be your own um, journey. It could be your client's journey. could be anyone's. Okay. So um, I think for myself, I am my biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. All the time. <laughs> because I always have great advices for my clients and I... I want to be like uh, um, a figure that they look up to, a mentor that they look up to. But sometimes I also struggle, of course, it maybe not look like it from the outside, but I also struggle like with keeping my schedule really um, yeah, in line. So I always, I, I have the tendency to work um, too long and not taking too much, too much care of my like body or mental health. For example, I would rather like work out half an hour, half an hour longer, or maybe have this um, nice conversation with a potential client or another, another um, booking, for example. And I rather work on that than saying, "Hey, no, I skip this. I um, do that in the morning, first thing in the morning, and I do my meditation now, or I just calm down, for example." So. I always want to, um, so you're a yes man. <laughs> yeah. I, I always want to be out there and, and do the stuff that I love, just love doing. That's working out and, and helping, helping people to get like better and I'm out of pain or just feeling better. But when it comes to myself, then I'm taking time for myself, like for my mental health and just for my stress levels to come down. It's a hard time for me. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah everyone's and their own biggest enemy. Yeah, they are. Um, in your point of view, what would be the biggest myth for fitness industry okay. in this whole world? Oh, that I think the biggest myth is that we see um, mobility training um, as something separate to strength training. I think that's the biggest myth um, out there. Because if, we, if you look at, the, at a bicep curl, normal bicep curl, that's flexibility training. Exactly, yeah. That's mobility training. So I think understanding that it really opens up, um, yeah, really opens up um, a, whole, a whole new perspective on how to look at, at training. Yep. Yeah. I think it's the same as that when some people can't do Bulgarian squats because, you know, again, this is mobility. You kind of sort of balance your body on one foot and then trying to lift weight with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they think of, okay, I have to do my strength work or my bodybuilding routine. I don't, I don't have time for mobility. Always stretch, always stretching at the end. I don't have time. So what should I do? It's very, very easy to combine um, like traditional conventional strength training and um, just build in clever, like, mobility exercises. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's um, also confusing because of the terms, right? Yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, you started this online. So do you have, like, um, when, you, when you're training someone and the form is not correct, the technique is bad, um, how do you propose to fix that when you can't actually be physically there? Yeah, so um, as I mentioned, um, this is the only um, commitment um, my clients have to do. They have to record themselves on a um, weekly basis. So I at least have to see each exercise once. Um, they record it, they send it over to me, and there are great review softwares uh, for coaches out there. So 
I um, it's like the Zoom, right? So like how you see me, I see that um, um, my client doing the exercise and I have like a pencil and um, to draw and correct him. I can also uh, make my make my screen big and record myself doing the exercise okay, correct, yeah, perfect, correctly, yeah. so the client can see immediately what he or she did wrong or what she also did right, and then um, the client exactly note and they can take notes. They have their notes for their next workout, so or they can rewatch the the review, and they know exactly what they had have to look out for. Yeah, perfect. Um, I also want to ask you, how do you track their results? They just so send it to you. I I work with a um, with a coaching platform. We have a private app, so they they have their program on the platform. They track their results, the weights, and the duration of the stretches or the isometric holds, and um, I can see each workout they lock in after they finish so i know exactly okay what did they do how much weight did they do and um yeah yeah so yeah I that's really perfect way to do it i guess yeah because yeah. i think most people use my fitness pal which is the i think the world famous app yeah so my fitness pal for me it's only like to track nutrition yeah exactly and you can also like see um um your clients like results what they what they logged in into their um nutrition so yeah cool okay the main question comes now (laughs) (laughs) um so there's always a reason why anyone uh, anything starts i think it comes from the like why did someone did this so i want to just know what was your why for starting this Starting my business or starting with um, just, just this journey, um, this okay. journey of like, why did you become personal trainer? Why did you start training so much? And you know, what was the why for you yeah, to be yeah. to be where you are today? I think um, this is something very important, like to take away for all of you guys who are listening um, to it right now. And it starts with your childhood. I think if you have active parents that really supports you and they really um, value um, an active child being active, getting you into a sport, driving you to, to, to the football training, driving you to the tennis training and really keeping you active from early ages. I think that's the main reason why I stick to sports, right? I, I loved it. I love being fit, being able to, run, jump, crawl, and um, as a small child. And I have, I had also like children in my class who were like overweight and couldn't like move or run at all. So everyone has that for sure. And it's getting worse and worse nowadays. So I think that's the main reason and my biggest why my mother really took care um, of me being or getting a very active um, human. And um, I kept that. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I I do believe that the parents play a big role in that because if someone's not taking you to your fitness or like any sport or anything that you what you love doing, and then the child also becomes, um, I think, uh, sort of vulnerable that you know, okay, I can't go by myself, so may as well just leave it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I do believe that. Perfect. Well, that's. uh, I think. end of the session well thank you very much for coming yeah it was and, a pleasure um, i would um i would let you know when this will go our life and then you know it'll be perfect i'm sure i'm sure um 
So I think the best contact will be your Instagram or email. Let the... Yeah, both both work fine. Yeah, perfect. I'll put it in the show notes and then uh, if someone wants to contact you. Great stuff, <laughs> great stuff. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fact King podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we get the facts about getting fit.